This is Holden Karnofsky, and I'll be reading the blog post, The Duplicator. Uh, I will be skipping most footnotes, so if something sounds off, you can come to the web and check for a footnote, or you can just assume I'm wrong. So I'll start with the summary of the post. This is the second post in a series explaining my view that we could be in the most important century of all time. The first piece in this series discusses our unusual era, which could be very close to the transition between an earthbound civilization and a stable galaxy-wide one. Future pieces will discuss how digital people and or advanced AI could be key for this transition. This piece explores a particularly important dynamic that could make either digital people or advanced AI lead to explosive productivity. I explore the simple question of how the world would change if people could be copied. I argue that this could lead to unprecedented economic growth and productivity. Later, I will describe how digital people or advanced AI could similarly cause a growth and productivity explosion. Now for the full piece. When some people imagine the future, they picture the kind of thing you see in sci-fi films. But these sci-fi futures seem very tame compared to the future I expect. In sci-fi, the future is different mostly via shiny buildings, gadgets, holograms, robots doing many of the things humans do today, advanced medicine, souped-up transportation from hoverboards to flying cars to space travel and teleportation. But fundamentally, there are the same kinds of people we see today, with the same kinds of personalities, goals, relationships, and concerns. The future I picture is enormously bigger, weirder, faster, and either much, much better or much, much worse compared to today. It's also potentially a lot sooner than sci-fi futures. I think particular achievable-seeming technologies could get us there quickly. These technologies could include digital people, or particular forms of advanced AI, each of which I'll discuss in a future piece. For now, I want to focus on just one aspect of what these sorts of technology would allow, the ability to make instant copies of people, or of entities with similar capabilities. Economic theory and history suggest that this ability alone could lead to unprecedented, in history or in sci-fi movies, levels of economic growth and productivity. This is via a self-reinforcing feedback loop in which innovation leads to more productivity, which leads to more copies of people who in turn create more innovation and further increase productivity, which in turn, etc. In this post, instead of directly discussing digital people or advanced AI, I'm going to keep things relatively simple and discuss a different hypothetical technology, the duplicator from Calvin and Hobbes, which simply copies people. How the Duplicator Works The Duplicator is portrayed in a series of comics that I've linked from the piece. Its key feature is making an instant copy of a person. Calvin walks in, and two identical Calvins walk out. This is importantly different from the usual and more realistic version of cloning, in which a person's clone has the same DNA, but has to start off as a baby and take years to become an adult. To flesh this out a bit, I'll assume that the duplicator allows any person to quickly make a copy of themselves, which starts from the same condition and mental state, or from an earlier state. For example, I could make a replica of Holden as of January 1st, 2015. Unlike in many sci-fi films, the copies function normally, 
They aren't evil or soulless or decaying or anything like that. And second, the duplicator can be used to make an unlimited number of copies, although each has some noticeable cost of production. They're not free. Productivity impacts. It seems that much of today's economy revolves around trying to make the most of scarce human capital. That is, some people are scarce or in demand. Extreme examples include Barack Obama, Sundar Pichai, Beyonce Knowles, and Jennifer Doudna. These people have some combination of skills, experience, knowledge, relationships, reputation, etc. that make it very hard for other people to do what they do. Less extreme examples would be just about anyone who is playing a crucial role at an organization, hard to replace, and often well-paid. These people end up overbooked, with far more demands on their time than they can fulfill. Armies of other people end up devoting to saving their time and working around their schedules. The duplicator would remove these bottlenecks. For example, copies of Sundar Pichai could work at all levels of Google, armed with their ability to communicate easily with the CEO and make decisions as he would. They could also start new companies. Copies of the President of the U.S. could personally meet with any voter who wanted to interview the President, as well as with any congresspeople or potential appointees or advisors the President didn't have time to meet with. They could deeply study key domestic and international issues and report back to the original president. Copies of Beyonce could make as many albums as the market could support. They could deeply study and specialize in different musical genres. They could even try living different lifestyles to gain different life experiences, all of which could inform different albums that still all shared Beyonce's personal aesthetic and creativity. There would probably be at least one Beyoncé copy whose music people considered better than the originals. That one could further copy herself. Copies of Jennifer Doudna could investigate any of the ideas and experiments the original doesn't have time to look into, as well as exploring the many fields she wasn't able to specialize in. There could be Jennifer Doudna copies in physics, chemistry, and computer science, as well as biology, each collaborating with many other Jennifer Doudna copies. The ability to make copies for temporary purposes and run them at different speeds could further increase efficiency, as I'll discuss in a future piece about digital people. Explosive growth. Okay, the duplicator would make the economy more productive. But how much more productive? To answer that, I'm going to briefly summarize what one might call the viewpoint that population growth is the bottleneck to explosive economic growth. I would highly recommend reading more about this viewpoint at the following links, all of which I think are fascinating, and they're all linked from the post. The Year the Singularity Was Cancelled, that's a Slate Star Codex piece, it's reasonably accessible if you have basic familiarity with economic growth, and if you don't, uh, I link to a really brief explanation from the web version. There's Modeling the Human Trajectory by Open Philanthropy's David Rudman, reasonably accessible blog post linking to a dense technical report. And Could Advanced AI Drive Explosive Economic Growth by Open Philanthropy's Tom Davidson? This also has an accessible blog post linking to a dense technical report. Here's my rough summary. In standard economic models, the total size of the economy, its total output, that is, how much stuff it creates, is a function of the following three things. One, how much total labor there is in the economy. That's people doing work. Two, how much capital there is in the economy. That's machines, energy sources, basically everything except labor. And three, 
how high productivity is, which means how much stuff is created for a given amount of labor and capital. This is also sometimes called technology. So the economy gets bigger when A, there is more cap labor available, B, there is more capital available, or C, when productivity increases. The total population affects both labor and productivity because people can have ideas that increase productivity. One way things could theoretically play out in an economy would be, first, the economy starts with some set of resources, capital, supporting some set of people, population. And here there's a bunch of graphics that I think make this easier to follow, so you may just want to come to the web and look at the graphics alone. So you have some set of resources supporting some set of people. The set of people comes up with new ideas and innovations. This leads to some amount of increased productivity, so there's more total economic output. And that means people can afford to have more children. They do, and the population grows more quickly. Because of that population growth, the economy comes up with new ideas and innovations faster than before, because more people means more new ideas. This leads to even more economic output and even faster population growth in a self-reinforcing loop. More ideas, more output, more people. More ideas, more output, more people, etc. When you incorporate this full feedback loop into economic growth models, they predict, under plausible assumptions, that the world economy will see accelerating growth. Accelerating growth is a fairly explosive dynamic in which the economy can go from small to extremely large with disorienting speed. The pattern of growth predicted by these models seems like a reasonably good fit with the data on the world economy over the last 5,000 years. That's discussed in Modeling the Human Trajectory, although there is an open debate on this point, and I discuss from a page linked from this post how the debate could change my conclusions. However, over the last few hundred years, growth has not accelerated, it has been constant at around today's level. Why did accelerating growth transition to constant growth? This change coincided with the demographic transition. In the demographic transition, it stopped being the case that having more output meant having more children. Instead, more output just meant richer people, and people actually had fewer children as they became richer. This broke the self-reinforcing loop described above. Raising children is a massive investment of time and personal energy, not just capital, and children take a long time to mature. By changing what it takes to grow the population, the duplicator could restore the accelerating feedback loop. And now there's a table um, that I'll try to go through. So basically there's three periods. Uh, first, there's before the demographic transition, there was a feedback loop with more ideas, more output, more people, etc., and that led to accelerating growth. Since the demographic transition, there's no feedback loop because it goes more ideas, more output, and then richer people instead of more people. And that leads to constant growth, which is less explosive. And the final period is a hypothetical period with the duplicator. And then you would have the feedback loop again with more ideas, more output, more people, more ideas, more output, more people, and that's accelerating growth. This figure from Could Advanced AI Drive Explosive Economic Growth illustrates how the next decades might look different with steady exponential growth versus accelerating growth. And then there's a chart um, that shows economic growth since about 1950 
And the way the chart is done, that basically appears as a straight line going diagonally up. And then there's two different dotted line projections. One of them is constant growth, constant exponential growth. And that shows the line continuing just as it was through 2100. So the economy just keeps growing like it did. And the other one is accelerating growth, where the line basically takes off and flies off the chart. To see more detailed but simplified example numbers demonstrating how explosive growth works, you can see the footnote on the web version. Now, if we wanted to guess what a duplicator might do in real life, we might imagine that it would get back to the kind of acceleration the world economy had historically, which loosely implies, based on modeling the human trajectory, that the economy would reach infinite size sometime in the next century. Of course, that can't happen. At some point, the size of the economy would be limited by fundamental natural resources, such as the number of atoms or the amount of energy available in the galaxy. But in between here and running out of space or atoms or energy or something, we could easily see levels of economic growth that are massively faster than anything in history. Over the last hundred years or so, the economy has doubled in size every few decades. With a duplicator, it could double in size every year or every month on its way to hitting the limits. Depending on how things played out, such productivity could result in an end to scarcity and material need or in a dystopian race between different people making as many copies of themselves as possible in the hopes of taking over the population, or many in between in other scenarios. Conclusion I think the duplicator would be a more powerful technology than warp drives, tricorders, laser guns, or even teleporters. Mines are the source of innovation that can lead to all of those other things. So being cheaply able to duplicate them would be an extraordinary situation. A harder to intuit, but even more powerful technology would be digital people, the ability to run detailed simulations of people on a computer. Such simulated people could be copied duplicator style and could also be sped up, slowed down, and reset with virtual environments that were fully controlled. I think that sort of technology is probably possible, and I expect a world with it to be even wilder than a world with the duplicator. I'll elaborate on this in the next piece.